0: Hello, and
1: welcome to the podcast series, Ready, Set, Game, The Rhetoric of Games, a podcast created by Emory University students in David Morgan's Play, Make, Write, Think class. Over the course of the series, we will approach games as operating within the larger media ecology and attempt to diagram the competing forces at work within that landscape.
0: In each episode, we will play and analyze a specific game with an eye toward its rhetorical situation and the role it plays within the broader medium. We'll focus on the way these games encourage players to think in order to move through them and what sorts of decisions the games force us to make.
1: As we probe the underlying rules of game systems and speculate about what's going on underneath the hood, we'll ponder where they are taking us and to what ends.
2: How do these games encourage certain types of problem solving and learning? What sorts of values do they promote? What sorts of new perspectives do we gain in the playing?
1: So buckle up and come play with us.
0: Have you ever thought that games your grandparents socialize with are boring? Well, think again, because if you ever played Gin
1: Rummy, it's anything but boring. Gin Rummy is part of a larger category of games called Rummy, known to use the draw and discard method because each turn requires the player to draw a card, then discard a card. By drawing and discarding cards, the goal is to form your hand into specific melds. A meld can be a group, meaning three or four cards at the same rank, such as three aces or four sevens. Another meld is a straight, which is three or more cards of the same suit in sequence, such as ace of diamonds, two of diamonds, three of diamonds, or the four through seven of spades.
2: Traditionally, two players begin with 10 cards each. They take turns to draw and discard. The player can decide either to draw an unknown card from the deck or the face-up card that the other player has just discarded. After playing, the player must decide whether or not they want to keep the drawn card. If they deem it useful, Then the player must dispose of another card to maintain 10 cards. The first player to have all their cards included in a meld discards the odd card and says "Jin," which ends that round. Though a universal scoring isn't used, a typical way to play is to play multiple rounds until you get a certain threshold, say 100 points. If you win the round, you get an arbitrary number of points, say 25, and the opponent loses points for the cards not included in a meld. You keep track of points throughout rounds, and may the best player
0: win. Another important concept is knocking when you start the game. After the dealer deals the cards and lays the deck face down, they flip over the top card of the deck and the number on that card is a knocking card. This knocking card is the first, quote, discarded card, but it has a few determining properties. If the card is an ace, players must gin to finish the round. However, if the card is a face card, players can knock up to the number 10, and if the knocking card is a number, players can knock up to whatever that number is. Knocking is an alternative way to end that round besides completely finishing with a gin. If most of your cards are part of a meld, and the number of cards that aren't a part of a meld total to the number of the knocking card or less, a player can knock and end that round. The player doesn't automatically get 25 points or an arbitrary number like ginning, but they only get so many points as the amount of cards their opponent does
1: not have included in a meld. When knocking, the player always takes a risk because if the number and extra cards their opponent has is less than the knocking player's knocking number, then the opponent automatically gets 25 points plus the point the knocker knocked with.
2: I'm sure you've picked up on the general gist of Jin Rummy by now. And if you've played before, hopefully your memory has been refreshed.
0: Now, we're going to get into the fun history of the game. It's nightlife. I don't think anyone can deny this is more fun to talk about than the rules. We just had to make sure we're all on the same page here.
2: Gin Rummy is actually a fairly new game. It originated in 1909 as a cross between the game Conquion and the game rum. The game really took off in the roaring 20s when New York nightlife was in full swing. At every bar, parlor, lounge, and social space, people played Gin Rummy. Because the United States was amidst the Great Depression, players used Gin Rummy as a replacement for poker since they didn't have to spend money
1: to play. If you're still not convinced that a game played in the nightlife of the Roaring Twenties is worthwhile to play, I'm sure that after listening to us for 10 minutes, you might have picked up a thing or two about why Gin Rummy strengthens intergenerational family connections and is a fun and smart way to pass your time.
0: I personally started playing Gin Rummy with my grandfather, Norman. Our family has always been a card-playing family, and my grandfather had aspirations for me to become his new bridge partner. Through starting with Jin Rummy, he taught me how to keep a mental table of the cards in the opponent's hand, as well as the cards that have passed or being discarded and not picked up. I can still remember gathering around a round table and playing Rummy 500, where we had to play all the way up to 500 points. We played for hours, and my mental capabilities of card counting got a lot better doing that.
2: Thank you, Will, for that oh-so-tender story. I really feel like I was right in your grandparents' house circa 2008, Send Norman my best regards. I learned Jin Rumi from my grandmother, who grew up in England in the 1930s. When she moved to the United States as a teenager, she started playing Jin Rumi with her friends, since that's how teenagers spent their time before the age of the all-encompassing Internet. Every time I visit my grandma, we play for hours on end, while we sip tea and chat about life. I have very fond memories playing Jin Rumi with my grandmother and eventually beating her when I got older and more experienced. The great thing about the game is that it doesn't dominate our entire time together, but we can still talk about topics unrelated to the game and catch up while still trying to win. Playing gin rummy with my grandma has always been our little tradition.
1: Wow, Sadie, I am so touched by that story about you connecting with your grandmother. I'm going to ask my grandparents to play next time I see them. Gin rummy seems like a great way to spend time with family members. Actually, I might ask my family if they want me to teach them next weekend since we are stuck in quarantine for quite a while longer. That's a great thought, Giovanni. Wow. In fact, I've been playing
0: Jim Rummy with my family all the time since we started quarantine. I've noticed that in times of crisis, playing a simple card game, especially like Jim Rummy, can help take my mind off the dreadful news, headlines, and all the horrible things going on.
2: I agree with you both completely. And I've noticed that in quarantine, the close quarters we are living in makes us revert to more traditional ways. During the normal school year, I rarely play card games unless I'm visiting a family member, but right now, I'm constantly searching for things to do that involve human connection. And even though I am playing card games with my family members that I've been stuck inside with for weeks on end, doing something a little different than usual makes these long days feel a lot shorter. And also, I feel like I'm learning more about strategy and how to make decisions in this complicated world we live in.
1: Hey, Will and Sadie. Even though I've played Jinrami before, I still don't feel confident that I can win against you two. Can you share some of your secrets to winning? I promise not to tell a soul. Gio, (laughs) buddy, even though you're one of my good friends, I I just
0: don't know if I can share these tricks with you. How do I know you're not going to use them and beat me next game?
2: Come on, Will. Give him a break. Giovanni just wants to learn some strategies so he can play with his grandparents. How sweet does that sound?
0: You know what? Fine. You're right, Sadie. But you know what this means. We're going to have to practice more so Giovanni doesn't come out of us from nowhere the next time he plays against us. Anyway, the most important strategy of Jin Rummy is always to be the first to knock. The earlier in the game you knock, the less prepared your opponent will be. If you knock early on instead of waiting to Jin, you will likely catch your opponent with a lot of points from cards that don't
1: have included in the out. That's really insightful, Will. I'm going to keep that in mind next time I play Jin Rummy.
2: But wait, there's more. Another key strategy is to read your opponent. This is where knowing your opponent well or getting to know them better comes in handy. For example, throughout my years of playing Jin Rummy with my grandma, I've developed a keen sense of when she has good cards or not. When she stays silent, I know she likes her cards. And when she makes sour facial expressions when picking up cards, I can tell she doesn't like her cards. In fact, playing Jin Rummy can really help you get to know your opponent better overall. By knowing your opponent's sly signals of emotion, you can also read them in everyday situations. You can more easily tell when your opponent is upset about something or building up with quiet glee.
0: I've noticed that too, Sadie. Even just from playing more gin rummy with my mom during quarantine, I can easily predict her future emotions. For example, when my mom is upset about her car, she starts looking all around the room and shakes her leg to prevent from lashing out and revealing she has been doubt bad cars. But when my mom wants us to do the dishes, she can't contain her complaints for more than a few minutes. So I've started observing her during dinner, and when my mom starts looking around the table and shaking her leg, I know it's start time stacking the dishware, washer, and cleaning up. Trust me, it's already avoided
1: so many arguments. That's such an interesting observation. A game my family and I play a lot is called Rummy Cube, which is a variation of Gin Rummy. Rummy. Cube is an Israeli game, and my mom was born in Israel, so Rummy Cube is a family favorite. Instead of playing with cards, Rummy Cube is played with tiles of numbers ranging from one to 12 and of different colors. The objective is very similar, to form melds or a sequence of numbers that are the same color or a set of tiles that are the same number but different colors. What's unique about Rummy Cube is that once you start coming out with tiles totaling 30 points... Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. 30 points? In my family, we can place tiles down with 10 points. With your rules, I don't see how you'll ever be able to come out. Well, I guess every family plays with their own rules, and that's what makes these games connect family members, because they share this understanding and internal rulebook that others may not. My family actually plays Gin Rummy with spades as doubles, that is, if the knocking card is spades, then the winner of the round gets double the points.
1: That's a very interesting house rule, Sadie. I've never heard of that before. But I guess you haven't heard of coming out with tiles totaling 30 in Rummy Cube either. I guess it's just my family's special way of playing, and your family also has their unique way of playing. But as I was saying, once you come out with tiles totaling 30 points or more, you can add your tiles to your opponent's melds and move all of the tiles around if you can find a way to fit your tile in that way. Rummy Cube definitely involves a lot of thinking ahead and planning what will happen if you move around the tiles. The first person to get rid of all their tiles is the winner. Wow, Rummy Cube sounds so much
0: fun. I think I need to order on Amazon right this second. Okay, I found a few options. One is the wood version for 64 bucks and the classic version is 20, but there's also an intermediate version for about 45. I think I'm gonna go for that one. Oh, baby, it's even Prime should arrive in exactly two business days. It's just so exciting. I can't wait to show my family.
2: Such a good purchase, Will. I sent Rummy Cube to my friend as a thank you gift the other week. She loved it. I think Rummy Games make great gifts because they teach important life lessons. Firstly, Rummy Games involve mostly strategy and skill and a little bit of luck. Even if you get de- dealt quote-unquote bad cards, the great thing about Gen Rummy is that you can always make your cards good by making strategic decisions about drawing and disposing. This teaches players resilience, that even if someone faces unfortunate circumstances in life, they have the opportunity to turn things around and make strategic decisions to improve their situation.
1: Also, there was a study conducted at a retirement community in Laguna Woods Village, California, that included over 14,000 participants. Researchers determined that people to engage in more mental games like card games may be at less risk of developing dementia.
0: In addition, a deck of cards is small and inexpensive, so it's easy to carry with you and play a game wherever you are in the world. This teaches players that they have no excuse to complain that they are bored or have nothing to do. As long as they have a deck of cards and a partner, there are countless games they can play. Humans often think there's nothing to do, when in reality, there's a lot more than they think. Whether you're playing solo, you have someone on the internet, or sitting in the living room with your grandmother or grandfather, when you know how to play gin rummy, you shouldn't find yourself as bored as you can.
2: Rummy Cube strengthens family connections, especially intergenerational relationships. If you want to win, you have to know your partner well and predict what they will do. Gin Rummy is the sweet spot between having complicated rules and maintaining a relaxed attitude while playing. Since the rules are relatively easy to pick up on, playing Gin Rummy doubles as a way to catch up with your opponent. It's engaging enough that it helps you spend time with people, but not so intense that you're not exhausted after playing for an hour.
1: The family tradition of playing Gin Rummy prepares you for quarantine and intense situations like this. I personally can't wait to play more with my family as quarantine continues. And I hope that the next time you think you are bored, you will pick up a deck of cards and play Gin Rummy with your family.